Hi, I'm Jake Devonball, and welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, a podcast where me and my friends talk about nostalgic moments and pop culture from our childhoods. We interview people such as actors, producers, composers, puppeteers, and more. We'll be sharing our favorite memories, talk about behind-the-scenes moments, and so much more. I'm your host, Jake Devonball, and welcome to this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. My name is Matt Dingle, and I'm Marty Monster, and uh, we've got a really big show. Before we get to that, I want to introduce our co-hosts, Jake Deffenbaugh, of course, Chris Bixby, and Wyatt McCullough. How are you guys doing? We are good. Amazing. We better than Jake. Awesome. Matt, Matt, I'm kind of curious. Who we got this time? This this (laughs) week, we have, in my opinion, probably one of the biggest guests we've had on our show in quite some time. Both children and adults alike have seen her work for children. She's the current puppeteer of Prairie Dawn, among many others on Sesame yes. Street, where she's been performing since 1993. Long time. She's also the puppeteer of Duck Duck and Harry Elizabeth Campbell on the hit PBS series uh, Don Quixote. She's also the puppeteer of Cody in the Apple TV series Helpsters and the spinoff Helpsters Help You. Mm-hmm. For adults, she was the original puppeteer of Kate Monster and Lucy the Slut in the Tony award-winning musical Avenue Q. Yeah. There you go, you get the book. <laughs> She's here. We are very <laughs> delighted, thrilled, and honored to have her on. Please welcome the lovely and talented Tony Award nominee, Stephanie DeBruza. Welcome, uh, Stephanie. Welcome. Hi, fellas. How y'all doing? The best introduction. We are great. We're, we're doing great. That's that's introduction. That was way better than Jake. That's how you do an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> you do it more often. Um, first question I have, we have is um, you've been doing puppeteering for a long time and you've been an actor as well. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. What did you do before puppetry and acting? I mean, I was in high school and college. Um, <laughs> I was always performing, um, even when I was in elementary school, as whenever I could, as much as I could. If it wasn't, you know, singing in school choir or church choir or you know readers theater in the library or wherever i could and then in and then in high school i did quite a bit of theater and forensic speech and debate and 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 you know barber girls barbershop quartet and the school choir and all these you know wherever i could perform i i would puppetry didn't occur to me as um any sort of viable performance route until college and that's just simply because you know obviously this was long before the internet yeah and all i had remembered about um you know i I grew up with sesame street but i was watching it as Mm -hmm. a kid and then i hadn't seen it for a really long time except maybe when i was babysitting so i wasn't looking at credits i wasn't watching sesame street through the eyes of a performer but then when i was in college that's when i realized oh wow this is something that people do, and I think I can do that. So, um, I mean, I was, I've, I can't remember a time where I wasn't trying to be a performer in one way or the other. <laughs> uh, nice. So, um, another question, and this is kind of also about like before, you know, mm-hmm. you became a puppeteer and actor. So, what, like, what type of thing? what type of things did you grow up with? Cause I know you just mentioned, uh, you grew up watching Sesame street, but, uh, were yeah, there any other like things that you, uh, grew uh up watching? 
I was real lucky, you know. I I was born in um uh, I was born in 1971. I can't be shy about that. And uh, yeah, I'm old enough to be your all your mothers. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's true. Um, so I really feel like that was a great era for children's programming that wasn't rinky-dink in any way. I mean, yeah. I was growing up watching Schoolhouse Rock with some of the yeah. greatest yes. music show. ever. Yes. I mean, show. you had, I was listening to Bob DeRoe and Blossom Deary and Jack Sheldon, and I didn't know their names. Yeah. Um, it was such good music. You know, I loved Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as a kid. Yeah. I'm listening to Johnny yeah, Costa and his combo doing live jazz music every day on that show. Sesame Street, I'm listening to Joe Raposo and Jeff Moss, I'm listening to Toots Thielman's fantastic harmonica. Um, you know, it was the era, I didn't uh, I didn't have this record as a kid, but I heard it probably when I was in the third grade, Free to Be You and Me, yeah. where you had Stephen Lawrence, and you know, you uh, Stephen Lawrence doing the music for that, and, um, oh God, and then The Muppet Show. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. Then, and then yeah. and then Warner Brothers cartoons. I was a big yeah. Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. fan. So you've got right. Carl Stalling, and then all of these standards. You know these Warner Brothers standards. I remember this is a bit of a tangent. And then there were other shows that maybe weren't as good, but they yeah. still provided a bit of a base. Um, I remember the Casper the Friendly Ghost show. Yeah, and that was yeah. full of yeah. the Harvey. Yeah. yeah, that was in the Harvey thing where you had baby. Was it Baby Huey? Yeah. And then they had this thing. It was followed the bouncing ball. And I yeah. guess it was like oh, the yeah. sing-along thing, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the first yes. time I ever heard Give My Regards to Broadway. Oh, wow. oh yeah. And years later, when I was still in Avenue Q, um, yes. they have a benefit Broadway on Broadway. And yes. at the end, everybody, all the you know people in the show get together and sing Give My Regards to Broadway. This was 2005, and there were a lot of people who'd never heard the song before. Like, you don't remember Follow the Bouncing Ball? You've never seen Yankee Doodle Dandy? But yeah. um, anyway... Uh, and yeah, so, you know, I, we didn't grow up with cable, but network TV, all this stuff was available between public television yeah. and network TV. I didn't have a VCR yeah. until we had a beta VCR there you go. in 1984, <laughs> we didn't have a VHS uh, uh, until I was in, until I graduated from high school. Um, so stuff that was available or, and also what I also loved um, anytime Mary Poppins was in re-release at like the Dollar Theater or something, yeah. I had mm -hmm. the soundtrack on on vinyl, and it was the fold-out, and I would just listen to that constantly. I knew every diphthong of Julie Andrews' singing yeah. voice, and then That's even wonderful. like the Carpenters, Karen Carpenter, yeah. uh, her oh, yeah. voice. I yeah. learned to sing. Yeah. I really learned to sing from Sesame Street albums and Karen Carpenter and Julie Andrews. So. That's a that's a slice of uh, my early childhood, and then later, sitcoms, like yeah, right. just you know the, the the cheesy ones, the bad ones, the good ones, because that's all that was available. But man, there's some pretty great performers out there. Stephen Gross on Family Ties, yeah, is yeah. is a really underrated actor. <laughs> you know, I just learned so much watching great character actors yeah. on sitcoms. And then, of course, the recently passed Bob Saget. Yeah. Yes. Full House. Yeah. Did, yes. I didn't grow up so much with Bob Saget because that was when I was in um, late high school and college. But uh -huh. uh, Peter Scolari on Newhart, John Larroquette on Night Court. Yeah. Everyone, on, I've actually, all the actors on Night Court, all the actors on Family, like the, the NBC um, in, in the early 80s was very big. Yeah. But then also the late 70s, mm -hmm. watching, you know, um, Robert Guillaume in Soap and Benson. Oh, wow. um, yeah, just really great performers and 
And, and, and Richard Mulligan on so I mean everyone on soap Billy Crystal Richard yeah. Mulligan Robert Mandan um Kat, you know uh Catherine Helmond yeah. and uh just it I'm really lucky that I didn't have to shell out a lot of money for streaming to yeah. watch you know good performances yeah so yeah. yeah. true yeah and I I love when you you know that that conversation we just had about like early childhood yeah. you know mm -hmm. for me i think well really how i got introduced to most of the puppetry stuff like sesame and the muppets was a uh, bear in the big blue house which yes yeah yes. 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 it's one of my favorite shows mm -hmm. being yeah. a 90s kid growing up with this stuff and seeing how yes. they do it made me want to get into it same with matt here yeah, right. and I know. Um, I know. We're bringing it up later. But you mentioned vinyls. Matt actually has one of the Sesame Street vinyls. Actually, we have a couple uh, of them. We have a couple yeah. of them. These are old, old, like seventies old. But we'll, yes. we'll we'll bring we'll bring them out later. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. No, I loved Bert and Ernie sing along. That was one yeah. of my favorites. That's Sesame one we albums. have. Yes, grab it. Oh, I see it back there. That's her favorite. Ah, that's my neck. You can see Rudy also. I see Rudy. That's a nice yeah. Rudy plush. Oh, yeah. Frankie yeah. Cordero will be very happy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. My buddy Frankie, he's great. Friend of his gave that to him for his birthday about a month ago. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But also, well, I, see, well, yeah, I see Winnie the Pooh behind Jake, yeah. and I grew yeah. up with yeah. the, the Pooh yeah. cartoons. Because yeah. yep. they were still running yeah. Wonderful World of Disney when I was growing up, too. Yeah. So you'd see yeah. some really yeah, fun right. stuff on that as well. And again, Sherman Brothers. I grew yeah. up with oh, the yeah. Sherman yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel really fortunate to have been able to grow up at the time that I did. And even if I didn't know I was being Me exposed too. to good stuff, it just sort of roots in you and, and stays yeah. with you for a really long time. Oh yeah, that is, is true. That is true. Yeah, that's true. What is something from your past that you wish you could go revisit? Revisit like work on or revisit just watch? Because I watch that stuff still. I, guess I mean, look on. at HBO Max has an amazing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they put out some great Blu-rays. That's how I found the Speedy Puppet Special, which you did the voice for, which is amazing. Wait, well, which one? I'm sorry, special. I missed. Which one? The Scooby-Doo Puppet Special is on HBO Max. Oh, I found it. Yeah, 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 that was a lot of fun. That was very fortunate. We had, I think, initially yeah. hoped that that would become a series, but um, yeah, it sucks that it failed. Yeah, no, no, no. But we were happy to to work on yeah. it. It, would be, it was a great combination. We were all really nostalgic for yes. Scooby. We'd all grown up with it. Right. Me too. And, I grew yeah. up in the nineties, watching him watch. Yeah, it's actually mm -hmm. probably a little bit of Scooby Doo too. Yeah, and it was really fun to be able to also sort of with with the Velma that I played because yeah. she, her design was based on pup called Scooby Doo. Yeah. So I sort right. of made the voice not quite current, you know, not quite classic Velma yeah. and not quite pup Velma. Yeah. Um, so I like being able to play the amalgam of that. And then what I also, uh, the Redmonds were really great about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Spiffy Pictures produced uh, the series. They were great. I asked them because the Velma had a blink mechanism. Oh, and yeah. I said, uh, yeah. are you using the Hanna-Barbera sound effects? And they said, yeah. I said, so... Because sometimes when you have a blink mechanism, people like to just blink randomly like a human. Yes. And I wanted yeah, to blink right. like the cartoons where it would amplify. Yeah. You, then you'd hear oh, yeah. the blink. So it would be you'd say something and blink, blink. And when you can hear the blink, then you have to be careful about, you know, then it becomes a musical journey. Um, mm -hmm. So and then also yeah. I said, are you going to have 
her walk the way she did in the uh, animation. Because in the yeah. animated series, she just sort of glided and her feet went really fast. Yeah. And they said, yeah, we can absolutely do that. So it was normally yeah. with puppetry, we're trying yeah. to work so hard to do things that work in puppet land. But on this, we were sort of marrying elements of animation and puppetry. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So I, since we talked a little bit about... Um, how you loved Schoolhouse Rock. I'm very curious. Do you have a favorite song? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, there's a lot of them. I love <laughs> Suffer Until Suffrage. Yes. Um, I love singing Interplanet Janet. I've sung a couple of concerts. Uh, it's a great Lynn Aarons. You know, Lynn Aarons went on to write so many great musicals, including Ragtime. And so it's it's yeah. amazing to think yeah. of um, Nice. It's amazing to think of the fact that that was the first thing she ever wrote music for was was Schoolhouse yeah. Rock. I think her first yeah. song was known as a person, place, or thing, and that's her voice singing it on the uh, on mm -hmm. the recording. Um, I mean, you know, obviously I love just a bill. I love anything Blossom Deary did. You figure eight and unpack your adjectives yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. And Bob yeah. Durow just singing three is a magic number is such a sweet, yeah. simple, oh, yeah. lovely song. Um, yeah. And verb. Verb, that's what's happening. I love the funky stuff. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah. it's really not a bad those one. Two are yeah. Those two are good songs too. Yeah, and yeah, then the conjunction, junction, those are all. That's good. also oh, yeah. a great one. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the but the visual style too of all of them is oh, yeah. so yeah. great. It, it's very evocative of the old Sesame Street animations, yeah. which I also. Yes. Um, really, you know, you listen to the music and then you know, Pointer Sisters are singing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> and then um, Grace Slick sings uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, that's Grace Slick is singing on Sesame Street. It, and you don't know that as a kid until yeah. later on when it becomes trivia. Right. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. yeah like again, we didn't have a lot of records in my house. Mm -hmm. It was just the radio. We had a few, but you know not much and um so that musical education without knowing what it was it was just so good uh -huh. such good stuff and yeah. so so many really at that point you had a lot of really bold and brave experimental choices happening you had a lot of experimental yeah. animation happening mm -hmm. uh you had a lot of experimental music happening and, and the music on children's television was finally starting to reflect the music of the time yeah yeah. Yes. yes. And Stevie Wonder when back, he did Superstition. He did, brought, did, he just yeah. did Superstition. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt the you. The new session yeah. back. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That insert is great where they go through all that. those songs. It's yeah. really well done. Yeah. yeah. yeah music mm -hmm. is such a strong uh, part of Sesame Street's history, and it's always great to do. We, I, you know, the show being shorter now, there are fewer opportunities yeah. to get to sing, but man, right. that's just the yeah, most fun. Just, uh, it's the most fun yeah. in the world to like do a big musical insert or just to sing is just fantastic. Yeah. 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 So um, I think uh, we asked this a little bit, but is there something from like the past that you've worked on or like in general that you wish you could revisit? Oh, that I've worked on that I wish I could like yeah. keep working on? Yeah. I really, I really loved the show Ubi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I played yes. Uma on Ubi, yes. and I, I, it was a challenging show. You know, you, you only have your hand, yeah. and Uma blind. Uma not. Oh my eyes. god! <laughs> what happened? What? What? Oh Uma gosh. confused. 
Uma, Uma, yeah. confused. What this? Yeah. What the? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. And the gas also. Uh, you know, so you don't have. If we wanted to pick up yeah. a prop, you know, you would just pick up with your hand, and, right. and if you wanted, to, or or like, you know, picking up a little suitcase with my pinky. It, it, oh, and you're, and you're right. very exposed. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the puppetry has to be, you, you don't have the luxury of a puppet hiding your sins, as it were. Um, but I really, I love the simplicity of it. And I instantly fell in love with the character of Uma. Yeah. Um, I love a character who is young and naive and, you know, she's three. Well, I think she was supposed to be three. Yeah. And she thinks she knows everything. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what I always love about a character is a character who just thinks they know it all. Yeah. At that age, yeah. you can read, yeah. you can talk, you're starting to read, you can talk, you can walk. The world is like, hey, I'm, yeah. a, I'm an expert. And I yeah. love playing that yeah. element of, of Uma's confidence and, and naivete. Um, yeah. and I, I enjoyed yeah. working on especially the first season of the Webulous World of Dr. Yes! Because uh, I loved how yes. many characters I got to play. It was a great experience for me. And, um, you know, the first season we were doing shows that were for a slightly older audience. So we could mm -hmm. go broader with the characters. Um, and I just loved yeah. the variety that it wasn't just, you know, with, with, with puppetry, with preschool puppetry, you wind up playing a lot of the same little girls over and over again. And with Seuss... Uh, I got to play everything, you know, yeah. every every age, every type, and that was a That's lot of awesome. fun. It was only yeah. my third, my third year, or third or fourth year with the company, or at least wow. you know having been in the talent pool. You, yeah. you know, I, we're we're all still just freelancing, so I got yeah. really lucky to get that gig. Um, yeah, mm. and I'm trying to think. You're talking about like a long time ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are those are two that I that were really. It's special and important jobs for me at the time. I mean, mm -hmm. I could play. It's so easy to jump into Uma. The sad thing is, is you know, my hand physically looks older, so yeah. I yeah. would not be able to play her anymore. This Uma is have age spot. Yeah. yeah. This is a question I know Chris and I are dying. You're talking about playing. There's a certain video, Elmo Palooza. Do you know who did oh, you yeah. play in that video? Which, well, there were, you know, Elmo Palooza has a lot of... Um, yeah. Musical pieces. Yeah, so it just yeah. So I was in Caribbean yeah, Amphibian with Jimmy Buffett. There, I was one uh, of the yeah, frogs uh, there, which was he yes. was great. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. And then in the big ending, yeah. uh, the big finale with uh, with John Stewart. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I yes. was doubling Zoe in the back oh, yeah. while Fran yeah. was doing Prairie up nice. front. Yeah, they, and yeah. I want to say there was another bit, but I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. You know, I was doing the second season of mm -hmm. Seuss while Elmo Palooza was shooting, so I wasn't mm -hmm. available to do everything. Yeah. Um, and also, right. I was still relatively new. I was not the first person that they called for things. Yeah, right. So I was lucky to be a part of it. I remember we shot it in uh, 98. Yeah. And, um, and I remember there were people who didn't know who Jon Stewart was at the time. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it was before Daily Show, but he had already done his uh, his talk shows and his great arc on the Larry Sanders show, yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to explain to people, no, he's, yeah. this is a, this is a big deal, this guy. Yeah. And then he became John Stewart, John Stewart. So. so, so again, since we talked about like stuff from our past, like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, what are what are your thoughts about fit, like certain things from the past just being kind of simplified now? 
You know, it's interesting. Vinyl has come back. Yeah. And Polaroids yeah. have come back. So I'm, I'd be really curious to see if, especially, you know, when I say this, uh, knowing how old it makes me sound, your generation, uh, if, if your generation isn't going to have something to do with saving physical media to some degree. Uh, uh -huh. I just read um, an article in the city. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the old Kim's video that was in Manhattan for a long time. No. This was a great old... Uh, you know, it was a video rent, VHS rental place, and they closed uh, about a, I don't remember the exact timeline, about a decade ago. And mm -hmm. um, the, the collection was moved to a uh, university, I think, in Italy. Well, it's coming back to the city. Oh, and wow. it's going to be available oh, really? for people to rent these old movies that are out of print and aren't, you know, I think that people have a misconception about the internet. They think that, well, everything is available, and it's not true. There's a right. lot of stuff that's out of print. Right. There are even contemporary movies that are not available anywhere for streaming, yeah. uh, and some of them are out of print on disc. Um, movies from just 20 years ago mm -hmm. are hard to find. So I think once people realize the things that are missing, I mean, and it's I think you can see that in some of the places that do retrospectives, you know, museums, I think, that show movies, you know, in a well-curated way, do relatively well because they're showing things that aren't necessarily available. I think the other thing about streaming that people really miss the boat on is curation. Yeah. It's hard right. to browse if you don't know what you're looking for. So you kind of yeah. need guidance. You need someone to tell you. And an algorithm's not going to do it. I the al Netflix does not know me. And the algorithm <laughs> is not always helpful. I have most of the things I've found that I've really liked have been through just clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking there and clicking go. or or reading a review of something and right. seeking it out and having to like write it down. Yeah. Okay, this and it's on Hulu and it's blah 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 and this is it's the name on of wherever. It. Yeah. It's yeah. really it, it makes it I think harder. So I'm hoping that someone can fill in and and find a way to um I don't know, streamline it somehow. Uh -huh. yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there but but not everything. And then when things are out there as with the Muppet Show and other things, there are music rights. Um there, oh, yeah. there but then there yeah. are great shows that sort of never see the light of day outside of syndication reruns because of music licenses. Um, I don't know if you remember <laughs> in the case of WKRP in Cincinnati, you all are too young to remember that show, but the first season yeah. of it was put out and they replaced all the music with like this temp, this really low rent temp music. And I'm talking about actual songs, pop songs. Right. Yeah. Um, they couldn't, that were going to be too expensive mm -hmm. to license. So then Shout Factory came in and did a better collection. I think there were still a couple things they couldn't license, but it makes a difference. Um, Freaks and Geeks, if it wasn't for Shout Factory putting that out at a higher price point, that would have been a hard show to license. Yeah. But then there yeah. are a couple of shows. There was a show from 1991 called Brooklyn Bridge. It was a Gary David Goldberg show. And I only saw it because they reran it on Bravo in the early 90s. It was a really fantastic oh, wow. show. And, um, mm. Gary David Goldberg throughout his entire life tried to get it put out on DVD and, you know, for whatever reason, people think, oh, well, this, you know, people will buy it at this price point, but not this price point, and the music will cost us this, so we don't want to put it out at all because we can't sell it for that. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it, there's, there's some really good stuff out there that will remain either buried or bootlegged, 
And yeah. so hope, I mean, but there's so much content. Um, so, you know, it's, <laughs> there are a lot of things going on in the world right now. And I know this is not our biggest problem, yeah. but um, right. yeah. hopefully someone will, will get someone to listen and say, look, this stuff yeah. has value. It, it belongs uh, right. somewhere. But yeah, that doesn't does. mean that, like, it doesn't mean that people have the right to view anything by any means necessary. Right. Um, right. Craig and I, my husband Craig Shemin and I did a screening yeah. not long, right before the pandemic, um, of some rarities of Sesame Street. And we showed clips from the Margaret Hamilton episode of Sesame Street. Oh, wow. And, oh. and we begged people. Because we were almost weren't going to get permission to show it. And we begged people. Craig had just had open heart surgery months earlier. This was his first appearance oh, back. We oh, begged wow. people, please do not bootleg us. This is special. This is for us. This is why we do this. And if this gets out there, my job could certainly be in jeopardy. Our ability to host future screenings could be in jeopardy. And wouldn't yeah. you know it, someone bootlegged oh, yeah. it and felt like they had the right to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know... No. And we begged you and we asked you and I said, please, my don't my husband actually said, please don't put me in the hospital again. And um, we went through a lot. We went through a lot finding out, uh, dealing with Internet Archive. Uh, I, and, you know, thankfully, um, <clears throat> well, I, I can't I can't I can't speak to ramifications of it because it's just it's nothing I want to talk about right now. But what I will say right. is, yeah, I'd like to think that I'd like to hope that well, it's like people who <laughs> who get angry when uh, when they share a password with someone, and then Netflix decides to take it away. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. free. Yeah, you know, exactly. people people spend a lot of time and money to make these things. Game of Thrones does not happen in a vacuum, and it doesn't happen on a discount. Yeah, actors get paid, artisans get paid. That money has yeah. to come from somewhere, and I think people got into a habit of everything being online costing nothing. Uh -huh. And so I think we're trying to like, you know, the, the industry is trying to rein that in a little bit more because things mm -hmm. did used to be free for a really long time. And I mean, you look at the rise of Napster in the late 90s. I think that's yeah. where a lot of it started. No one wants to pay for content. No one yeah, wants to pay does. for music. Why yeah. should I pay for music when then, you know, now you have Spotify playing paying artists one hundredth of a penny per stream. Um artists have to make a living we're, we're people we have bills too people think that just because you know someone's name name recognition is not a blank check right. um it doesn't yeah. name recognition does not pay the bills mm -hmm. you you mm -hmm. when i do a job and that's why i won't work non-union um the work that i do uh and it's not because i'm a snob and it's it's because the work that i do uh has to be protected yeah. Uh, I, you know, I have breaks and reasonable hours put in and 12-hour turnaround and, and also res a, a residual structure. And that varies from project to project. But there are reasons why, um, there are reasons why things cost. And I think we've lost the ability to recognize uh, what things actually cost. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, that's my little diatribe on the, the universe owes you nothing as far as what you feel you should be and i know people are probably going to complain about that but it's fun there uh. are re like for example with the margaret hamilton thing there were reasons why sesame street did not want that out there 
Uh, right. They didn't want it. Right. And, and there are reasons wow. why certain companies don't want things out there, just for and reasons that you can't even begin to understand. So yeah. I'd like to hope that people can be a little more understanding in life moving forward. Because again, there are bigger problems in the world. See, this is when I start coming off like one of your moms. That's fine. I'm talking mom like. <laughs> yeah, and about the streaming thing, I am. I am happy though that there are things like Disney Plus and Paramount mm -hmm. Plus, where mm -hmm. all of those things are archived that haven't, and a lot of the things haven't been on the air, or haven't been shown in a very long time. Like yeah. a good example is another show that you worked on, The Book of Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which, which, which I know. Yeah. Another really Chris has a question Aww. about it. I'm kind of curious about it as well. Yeah. So I heard this thing about like yeah. the puppets from the show being like lost in a fire or something. Is that? Is that I true or don't know anything about that at all? I'm sorry. It's I have no yeah. answers for you. This is the first I feel time like hearing it, about that. I feel like it might have been a rumor, but I'm sure I don't know. Fires happen. I mean it yeah. happened at yeah. Ardman years ago, so goodness knows oh, yeah. it, it's possible. I could probably take a guess and say that a lot of the puppets over time have kind of deteriorated. Yeah. Well, that's yep. true. All puppets, uh, or most puppets made out of certain materials, yes, they become what we call toasty, mm -hmm. okay. which means the foam breaks down into little, they look like toast crumbs. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a picture on your uh, Twitter about uh, the, oh, yeah, gr Grizzy. the Grizzy puppet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was absolutely toast inside. Uh, that tends to happen after about 15-ish years, sometimes it can happen earlier, depending on what kind of foam. First puppets I ever right. built. I couldn't afford yeah. good foam like that. I built one of my uh, early puppets out of carpet padding. Oh, wow. Actually, and he's hmm. still holding up great. Carpet oh, wow. padding covered yeah. with, with, uh, with like sweatshirt fleece. It's it's not a pretty puppet, but it's not toasty, so... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no. I guess on this topic of uh, streaming and DVDs and all that, Jakey, I think you should bring up that one thing that you know, that one DVD that she actually was a part of that you have, and it's not the Book of Pooh one, you know what I'm talking The We Are Family DVD. Oh, yeah. Bring that oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because he has it. Mm -hmm. You do? Yes. I don't even remember yeah. that. Oh, Look. Wow. It, 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 I don't think lists, I've ever seen that it, DVD. It lists you as a puppeteer on it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Great all of the kids shows after September 11th came together yeah. Yeah. Uh, through mm -hmm. Nile Rogers' We Are Family thanks uh, to yeah. Foundation. Yeah, thanks to Christopher yep. Surf. Christopher Surf. Yeah. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. Who, for, who, for those, who, for those listening and watching, don't know, he wrote just a ton of wonderful songs for Sesame, and he also created Between the Lions. Yes, and he's little Chrissy. He's little yes, Chrissy. little Chrissy. Yeah. Chrissy. Bring him back. Oh, bring he him sang back. "Born to Add." I love yeah, little a, Chrissy. That's a character we need, like back on the show at some stage. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I would. I love Chris Surf. Um, but yeah, uh, Nile Rogers. I remember I was backgrounding on doing background work on Bear, and Nile Rogers came to the set and. I mean, wow. Nile Rogers is a legend, uh, yeah. a legendary yes. musician who's worked with everyone at the time and this was the turn of the century and vh1 was uh showing a lot of behind the music documentaries and i oh, felt yeah. like Nile rogers was on every single one of them because in one way or another he produced so many artists that you wouldn't think about um yeah no. so uh so i got his autograph but um yeah so there was one great day at sesame where 
we were all at Kaufman Astoria Studios and we had the Sesame characters and the Bear in the Big Blue House characters yeah. and the Between the Lines yes. characters all Aww. on the set at the same time. Like, that is just incredible. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. And, you know, all the puppeteers, so many puppeteers that day. It was it was a lot of fun. Such a great day for the pu- puppetry yeah. industry, you know? Yes. Yes. That was, that, was, yeah. uh, that was sort of in the heyday of... Uh, puppets on preschool tv too yeah um, yes i have a theory yeah. that flash animation uh, is sort of what not killed because there are more puppet shows coming on now but um for a long yeah. time yeah like don Quixote is now donkey donkey Quixote yes. and helpsters i mean they're they're yeah. really great i'm so lucky to get to work on they are. them new they are. rock yeah, yeah, I think people can see a difference. Series. You know, you yeah. can actually yeah. interact with humans. Yeah, you yeah. Usually have like, yes. uh, yep. it's so tangible. It's it's there. Um, and you know, because but flash animation was cheap uh, at a time. Puppetry was really flourishing at a time when the only options you had for animation were cell animation. Yeah. Which yeah. took a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you know, uh, CG animation is cheaper. Yeah. Flash animation is cheaper. So. That became sort of the go-to, and there are also so many more kids shows on than there ever there had is. before. Oh yeah, um, we're trying to get Bear on Disney Plus. Yeah, and yeah. I, I hope that that yeah. can happen. I'm kind of surprised that it that it hasn't. But uh, well, and I know that you know all the. I feel guys like I should bring this up back since I mentioned more. it. Have you yeah. seen the? Pe- there's a petition for it. Have you seen the petition for it to get it on? I, I'm sure I have at some point. It's you know, uh, it's great. I'm so happy that there are so many fans yeah. who are. Who, oh, wanted, yeah. who remember it yes. fondly and wanted to come back? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's 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 tough uh, to reboot anything. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Kids shows are hard to reboot for many many reasons, and uh, you know who knows who knows what'll happen. But um, I know I know that it means a lot to the performers who were who were on Bear that, yeah. that the yeah. fan community. Yeah. Tyler Bunch, who was a previous rallying. guest. Yeah. Yep. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, Peter yes. and Noel and everyone. Peter's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yes. Yeah, I know they all mm-hmm. appreciate it. And yeah. they hope they hope not only can the old shows run, but I'm sure they would love to to go back and, and do more. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. Noel kind of is because he's making like, you know, he's on TikTok mm-hmm. with his bear puppet and everything. Yeah. I think that's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. yeah. And he's on Cameo. Yeah. Too. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah, so I think we talked about this briefly in the beginning, but were puppetry and acting kind of like a passion of yours that you had, like beforehand? I like, mean, just did, performing like, in general. Yeah, you know, you I wasn't—I had yeah. never really puppeteered before. I realized I wanted to do it, but every other every other facet of puppetry, as far as performing is concerned singing and character voices and improv and and all that kind of performing that was that was me that was all me and when i thought about pursuing puppetry i just realized i had to learn the the technique and i taught myself uh by watching and and um Mm -hmm. so yeah but all those elements all those elements were were there i just had to make it uh and i wasn't sure if i could do it um, yeah, it's a lot of experimenting with character and and working in front of the monitor and and just practicing lip sync over and over and it was uh, mm-hmm. and it was a different time you know I, there were there weren't really books on it and you couldn't email anyone about it because it was before the internet as we know yeah. it and yeah there were you know, there was no YouTube for YouTube videos and yeah really the only things I had 
Worthy of Muppets and Men book and The Secrets of the Muppets tape that someone had uh, dubbed for me. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. seeing anything behind the scenes was pretty rare, you know, at yeah. that time. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. I could get my hands on. And then just watching the puppetry in general, I was able yeah. to sort of oh, yeah. figure out, well, yeah. if the hand's in the head and the head's doing that, then the neck is the wrist. So... I can do the, you know, I can imitate those movements by doing X, yeah. Y, and Z, and just doing it over and over and over again. But I love, yep. you know, I love the performing so much. It was just a matter of getting the technique, and I was lucky yeah. to have access to camera equipment and friends to help me uh, make some video projects in college, and it was, oh, yeah. it was fun to it was fun to play around with that. But I feel like it just clicked for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just a yeah. way to perform and do everything I wanted to do without it mattering what I looked like. Yeah. yeah. I definitely agree on that. I self-taught myself as well. Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Me and Drakey did also. Yeah. 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 Yes. And we help, help get help from Matt, Marty and Matt over there. Yeah. 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 It's crazy <laughs> yeah. how we've inspired people. We've only been doing this like almost like two Alex years. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's great. That's crazy. Like, there's a whole puppetry comedian on Instagram, which is amazing. oh yeah, it, it's yes. um, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, very very, ta- mean, very talented and, you know, too. Yeah, I mean, and even if you don't actually be a professional puppeteer, puppetry is a great way to explore character and explore other yeah. elements of performing. And exactly, it's just different. Oh, yeah. it allows you to push yourself wow. into places that you might not without a puppet on your hand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. Yep. It definitely teaches you how to improvise in character, it which does. is not yes, something that a lot of performers have the opportunity to do. Right. Outside yes. of you know Groundlings and Second City, it's a great, <laughs> yes, great thing. Yeah. So, yes. what slash who were some of your influencers as a performer? Oh, I mean, I obviously mean, all of the Muppet performers, but then yeah. you know you got people like Jerry Nelson again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yes. he's amazing. Jim and Frank and Richard and Jerry and Carol and Fran and Dave and you know mm-hmm. all the all the Martin. people. Yes, yeah, exactly. All, so all those all those guys. But but I mean, Julie Andrews and Madeline Kahn and Bernadette yes. Peters and Carol yes. Burnett um, and uh, and like on, I said, on, on. All, all those all those actors on the sitcoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Linda, La- you know, Linda Lavin and. And I, I can't even begin to uh, remember, you know, or think of all the names, you know, and, and, and Betty White and, and, yes, rest and, and Mary Tyler Moore, yes, yes. And, you know, and and even like I watched soap operas growing up. So soap actors, yeah. there's some really great soap actors out there. Susan yes. Lucci, you just like you, 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 you get a little from everyone you see and um I don't think you realize just how much those people you absorb um, until you have to start doing the work and you're like, right. oh, wow, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. right. And it's not like I'm imitating them. It's just mm-hmm. an exactly Like, oh, right. so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that or I really love the way this person gave that look or that timing. Um, and then writers. I mean, you look at the comedy of, of Carl Reiner, you look at the... The comedy of what Steve Martin was doing, and um, yeah. and Gary Shandling, oh, yeah. Gary. and Paula Poundstone, and and uh, and and Tracy Ullman, um, yeah. and and you know the, the the Simpsons in college was huge for me. It was yeah, when Dan the show Kessler was first starting. Yeah, Dan. I mean, yes. exactly. 
and well, and and um, I was watching in the in the mid '90s when I was very unemployed. Comedy Central started showing the old Tracy Ullman show. Oh yeah, again, and yeah. Dan Castellaneta and Julie Kavner were human actors in that it was sketch comedy, and The Simpsons were just little animated bumpers mm-hmm. so watching That's them do right. that sketch comedy or 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 the ben stiller show you have bob oh, yeah. odenkirk and, mm-hmm. and and ben stiller and uh, and andy dick and janine garofalo yeah. um you know it's the little little things that seemingly pass by you that you realize years later oh wow you know watching cheers watching the bob newhart show and newhart yeah um later on huge huge comedic influences um yeah and you know they were brave Uh, the bravery of a lot of those people i was not a open kid i was shy as a kid i never really liked to raise my hand but if i was on a stage and i had permission to be brave i could do anything and a lot of that bravery was learned by watching people just go all out on on these shows and you know even the 19 i mean when i was finally old enough to watch saturday night live the 80s people so phil hartman and um jan hooks and nora dunn and you know Mm -hmm. yeah great great people doing great character work right Um, yeah (laughs) yeah i mean I, i definitely looked up to you guys like watching sesame street and book of who and all those shows yeah Yes. And Same you know, yep. there's also people like uh, Kevin Clash and sure. Steve Whitmire, all those, mm-hmm. all those guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like on the topic of Sesame, we need to bring up somebody who we lost this year, Emilio Delgado. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emilio yeah. yeah. hmm. was, was the most amazing person. I bet. We thought yeah. we th- we uh, we. Uh, I'm still processing. Uh, I am too. Emilio. Um, yeah. Well, because he was so. Full of life in every way. Yeah. He was the happiest guy I've ever seen enter a room. He lit up every room he was in. He, I've never heard him complain or be angry. And even if he was talking about a situation that hurt him, he did it with a smile. I can't, I can't begin to explain how special Emilio was in every way. I and bet. such a sweet, rest in peace. good-looking, yes. talented... Yeah. His singing voice was so beautiful. His personality was. was so beautiful. He was just full of joy, and I was so lucky to know him. He was one of the first people to know my name. Oh first wow! Wow! People oh, call me wow. by name when That's Luis so awesome. says hi, Stephanie. I'm just oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, and of yeah. course, you know Carol Spinney and Jerry Nelson. Of Which course, they were also wonderful. Yeah, yeah I. Yes. I mean, it's gonna be. 10 years since we lost Jerry and I can't yeah. it's been that long. Which, which, yeah. And... Which is actually Matt's favorite. I'm, I'm so favorite. One, you know, of, my one of my, one of my favorites, Jerry Nelson. Yeah. Jerry Amazing. Was, Jerry also was such a special person. And yeah. again, still can't believe that I met him. Still can't believe that he ever knew my name. Um, and he, he was someone who, whose voice was a very resonant part of my childhood. He did so many character voices that they stuck with me for so yeah, long. Like Snuffy. And then you and then you meet them. He was Snuffy. And even even his yeah. AMs, even like Farley or whatever. Or he'd sing a little, you know, the the G Grover, G George. I mean, just just what or Emmett, you know, Emmett Otter. I mean, he would just yeah. bring oh, yeah. this yes. sweet soul to whatever he mm-hmm. did. And um, 
And that definitely influenced... They're all influences on yeah. the way I approach puppet characters. And Jerry's was... Jerry's touches a very soulful part of what makes a Muppet character yeah. work. And, and he really did the beating heart there. And Carol... Carol's a legend, you know. When Big Bird, Big Bird saying my name again, just like yeah. Luis saying my name. It's just hello, Stephanie, and you just melt and turn five all oh. over again. Mm -hmm. I've never met anyone who was happier to do what he did than Carol. He was just so proud of happy to be Big Bird and Oscar. He just and he. There are people who. After a while, they become so defined by this one thing that they start to bristle and like, I do other things. Uh, I think that Carol would have been absolutely fine being defined as Big Bird forever and nothing else. Even though he loved to draw, he drew every day. His art mattered very much to him. Uh, yeah. Even when he couldn't puppeteer anymore, the fact that he could still draw. I think if he had lost the ability to draw, that probably would have been harder for him. Than losing the ability. It probably to would have like shattered yeah. him almost. He, yeah. he loved at least even when he lost the use of his left hand. At least he was still drawing with his right hand. Yeah. Um, but he was so. I've never met anyone who was happier to be associated with a fictional character than mm -hmm. Carol. Yeah. So you know, and yeah. we've lost a we've lost a lot of people. I mean, we lost Ted May, who was one of our great directors, uh, right before COVID. Oh wow. Ted May goes yeah. back a long time. We lost Emily Squires. We lost Lisa Simon. We lost Dave Connor, who was our music director for years. He was the yeah. one who really, <laughs> he was the one who told me I was a mezzo-soprano and I just thought I was an alto. Wow. And I know that might not mean oh, wow. anything, but it means something. Wow. We lost oh, Danny wow. Epstein, who uh, was, you know, the music supervisor for a long time and played, uh, yeah. played in the Sesame Band for a long time. We've lost, I mean... We've original Mr. Hooper. Of, well, yes, yeah. Will Lee. Yeah, no, I then. never, I never um, knew yeah, Will nah. Lee. Um, but, but, yeah. no, there have been. I mean, I never met Joe Raposo, and I really didn't meet Jeff Moss. I worked with John Stone maybe only a couple of times, but I mean, there have been so many people who have been instrumental and vital to Sesame Street who we've who we've lost yeah. along the way and yeah, yeah. Get and they kind of shaped Sesame easier. and so they kind of shaped Sesame into what it is now yeah, oh, yeah. it doesn't get easier more. yeah I mean sure. every time every time we lose someone it it just gets more and more unfathomable but I know how time works and I know how time passes and I that's you know Oh my god, I mean, and what was happening for a while, and Judy Freudberg and Tony Geist, two of our great writers, you know. The last time I saw Judy was at Tony's memorial, and the last time I saw Arlene Sherman was at Judy's memorial. And oh. you, you, we, there have been amazing, wonderful people. And I never yeah. want anyone to forget that the show is constantly bringing people in and out you know it's 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 like yeah. life uh people come in people come out um yeah but we do our yeah. best to honor what they what we think they would want and we do our best to mm -hmm. honor their legacy mm -hmm. and i know that the work that all of these people have done we talk about these people all the time we still talk about jerry 10 years after he's been gone uh, we, we we will never stop talking about them yeah. and right. uh but we can't shut down and stop 
forever right. uh, because I think right. that they wouldn't, they, you know, obviously they wouldn't want that. Um, right. They wouldn't want yes. to be responsible for, you know, ending yeah. things. But, um, but, but it is our job to carry on their legacy. And um, I know mm -hmm. that I will always do my best to make sure that none of these people are forgotten. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, th yeah. I think, I think Matt has done a very, Matt Vogel has done a very, Good job taking over Jerry's characters oh, sure. and taking Absolutely. over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely done a great job. And Eric's done a great job with Oscar. And um, oh, yeah. Peter's done a great job whenever we have Harry Monster on. And, yes. Yeah, he's also Ernie. Yeah. 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 Yep. Ter he's a terrific. great Ernie. Yeah. Um, we're, we're really lucky um, that we have people who put so much care not into just what they do, but honoring yeah. the character and the performer who came before. Um, it's yeah. really important. So, so besides all the, all those people, um, while like puppeteering, who do you feel you've learned the most from, or is it just you know those people? I, you know, I, I mean, you learn a little bit from everyone, and you know, there are people who obviously I never again, like I never met Jim and Richard, but I've learned from their work. Um, yeah. and, and oh, also yeah. there are people that I worked with who were great, but it's not like they took me under their wing. Yeah. Um, Camille Benara Camporas, who's wonderful and was there, was sort of leaving as I was coming in, but she was there my first day and she was always really lovely to me. Um, but it's not like, so she was lovely and 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 great and teased me about memorizing my scripts but um but no one ever said oh do this or you know have your puppet do this or i think right. our generation is a little more hands-on with the new people coming up in that regard if we can help them in that regard i think yeah, that right. mm -hmm. when my group came up we were sort of a little more thrown into the deep end of the pool i think we were more told what we were doing wrong <laughs> <laughs> than what we were doing right. And that's just, you know, just the way things were at that yeah, time. It's but, just um, life. Yep. but learning from learning from doesn't necessarily mean hands on. Um I yeah. learn a lot by watching other people and sometimes in person mm -hmm. when yep. I'm working with them. Sometimes if I'm just observing. There was a lot of observing going on when I first we, we always encourage new puppeteers to come in and observe and just watch how the set works and watch how we position our bodies physically on the set. Yeah. And just how communication happens between mm -hmm. a main performer and, and an assist or how communication happens between the audio department or the booth or the director. Um, right. So yeah. I can't point to any one person who has taught me more. I have, I think that's one of the things I'm really happy about is I'm not emulating any one puppeteer. All of the puppeteers yeah. in sort of this wonderful yeah. jambalaya of talent and ability has all informed me in different ways. So whatever I do is a wholly new combination of everyone, puppeteers and non-puppeteers. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been influenced by so many great people and that's how people create their individual styles. Mm -hmm. it's, it, yeah. And I think it would be really boring if I just said, oh, okay, well, I'm a girl and Fran's the main girl, so I'm just gonna do whatever Fran does. Yeah. 
it wouldn't make yeah. me very interesting as a performer in general, and it right. certainly wouldn't make mm -hmm. my puppet characters very. Because I didn't have any. Um, I could do a Prairie Dawn imitation, but I would just do that for fun. I didn't have any designs to take Prairie Dawn yeah. from anyone. I never thought I'd yeah. be playing her. I doubled her a lot, especially when Fran was doing Zoe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, my hands were small. So <laughs> if Fran was doing Prairie, I'd do Zoe and vice versa. Because Zoe's a very narrow puppet, and yeah. Prairie's very little. Mm. So um, you put a big hand into Zoe the look of her neck actually changes. So um, that was one of, I'm, I don't pretend it was for many other reasons other than that. Uh, so yeah, I, and you know, men and women, um, I, I still find myself inspired by watching a great Jack Lemmon performance in a movie. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Billy Wilder films. I, I, it's important to stay open to all voices and new voices, and I'm constantly learning. I'm learning yeah. from friends oh, yeah. who are creating now, mm -hmm. people who are younger than me who are creating now. Yep. Um, I think that's the weird part about getting older, is when you start admiring people who are younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. when you're when you're growing up and you're 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 you know in your 20s and 30s, everyone you want to emulate is older than you. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, wow, John Oliver's my hero. John Oliver is 10 years younger than I am. He's awesome. Uh, he is awesome. And so is his producer, Tim Carvel, um, yeah. who's also younger than I am. Um, so that's the weird thing is when you you find yourself. But, but I think that's the important thing about life is don't stop learning, don't stop growing, and don't right. cut yourself off from someone who you think can educate you. I'm learning mm. a lot from the youngs. I mean, mm -hmm. and you look at people like Greta Thunberg and Amanda Gorman and Malala, you know, these are these are great people that I can learn a lot from. So yeah. mm -hmm. oh, keeping yeah. your mind open makes you a great, a better performer and a better person. And I've always oh, yeah. said it's, it's, you know, paraphrased a line from Yankee Doodle Dandy. It's more important to be a great person than it is to be a yeah. great actor. Yeah, no, absolutely, I, absolutely. I know, and I know you've had a couple of your own characters on uh, Sesame, yeah. like Lulu and uh, Ah, the Graveyard. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yes, Ruba I and all those characters. Yes, and Elizabeth. Um, yeah. And you know, again, I was I was lucky at a time when there were more shows and more opportunities for new characters to have scripts. I I was great. I had great mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, Things change, awesome. shows change. I did them. But I'm always a person who also likes variety. So there yeah. are characters that I could play forever. But I know that everybody, even if they love playing a character, like, okay, well, what else can I do? It's like weightlifting. You're only going to get stronger. You're, only, you're not going to yeah. get any stronger if you keep lifting the same weight over and over yeah. and over again. Yes. Definitely. You want to yeah. challenge yourself. You want to give yourself oh, something yeah. else to do, whether that's vocally or personality-wise or, you know, our age, this, that. Um, so I love the variety that I get to, to have by not really playing uh, a lot of consistent uh, characters over the years. Um, mm -hmm. And I get to have I get to have a consistent character on Helpsters and yes, and Donkey, exactly. yes. which yes. is great. Yes. Um, so I feel like I, I I get to have the best of a lot of worlds. I get to have mm -hmm. one-off characters once in a while, and 
And even on Helpsters, if I get to play a one-off character, that's fun. That's yeah. really like, I'm like, <laughs> yes, just, yes. Yeah. It's not because I don't <laughs> love playing Cody. I love playing Cody. It's just something yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to, up it's, for something. It's good to challenge yourself. It's good to challenge yourself in that aspect. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, instead of being the same character for like so many decades, like a sample. Yeah. And, and so, again, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's just that I want to get stronger. I want to yeah, get better. Exactly. Yeah. I want to explore yeah. more and see what I can do and challenge myself. There are mm-hmm. some, I, again, I don't think Carol wanted to play a lot of other characters. Yeah. It was great. He perfectly yeah. happy doing that. He brought life to the characters. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, and Bruno. Um, yes. And oh, yes. Fanny Nesselrode yes. for a brief period of time. But seriously, I don't think he ever, I never heard him whine that bring back Granny Fanny Nesselrode. He was very happy to do what he did. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm restless that way. Yeah. But yeah. he, you know, he had his outlets in other ways. Everybody's different. What they want, right. everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, I, th- I think, I think I Matt think, should ask. Yeah, the Matt. Next Matt, how do you think the, uh, Matt about a certain musical? Two. Matt, yes. ask the next two. Bring yeah. up the book as well, because he oh, has uh, definitely. He got this book yesterday. Well, 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 we brought up the book earlier, but right. We, but we, but we told you we had the soundtrack, but we have it right here. Oh, there mm-hmm. it is. Uh huh. Yeah. There yep. it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for the for those That's... audio for those listening to us on audio, this is the original soundtrack of the Tony Award winning Avenue Q. Yep. Yes. Which is nineteen we years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. All those uh, years ago. And, and if you want to yeah. see the book again, we did bring it up. I I, I gotta but, say, completely off topic. I love how it's two thousand one. No, yes. the, the the book came out in two thousand six. Uh, but the yeah. Broadway was two thousand three. Yeah. Two thousand three. That's right. And it has the song list in uh, there too. Five years after it. It's got it's got the whole script in this book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and we were off. Yeah, we were off Broadway the, at the Vineyard Theater exactly 19 years ago this month. And it has oh, wow, a, it has That's the same right. like it has this, like kind of sh- same same color around around the book of, of yeah. Marty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We yep. match. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> what, yes. Was it challenging? Was it challenging at all transitioning from like doing Sesame Street to doing a more adult project like Avenue Q? Not at all. Um, do you not think I swear in real life? I mean, I'm a performer. Because here's the thing is like, I'm a performer again. It's all about variety. And oh, yeah. It, it's just words. It's just, you're just saying different words. The character approach doesn't change. Um, whether I'm doing Sesame Street or an animated project yeah. or Avenue Q, character, yeah. character, character. I'm yep. not thinking about, you know, the words are just, the, the words drive, the words drive it, but the words inform the character, but the words are the words. Yeah. And mm-hmm. no matter what those words were, mm-hmm. I would say them as Kate. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. yeah. Would, oh, yeah, absolutely. approach them absolutely. with the same qualities that Kate brings them. So if they decided yeah. to clean up the mm-hmm. show or to do the high school version of it where they cut all those words, it would yeah. still be the same Kate. <laughs> Okay. Yes. I've done, you know, I did, I did theater in high, I did live theater in high school and college. Yeah. I have no problem being on a stage. The tricky issue was, okay, so what are we doing with our faces? What are we doing with the puppet? Where, how are we? Yeah. It was all technical. And when we presented the first readings, I've told this story many, many times. Avenue Q was originally going to be a television show. Oh, wow. That's right. 
That's right. Uh, it was called Avenue Q mm-hmm. Tele- uh, Children's Television for Twenty Somethings. <laughs> we presented it, but we presented it like a musical theater reading with music stands. Mm-hmm. So we didn't try to hide the puppeteers, no. and it became very obvious from these readings in May of 2000 that two things: a, it was a live show; it needed to be a live performance, not a TV show. And 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 right, uh, it 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 helped to see the puppeteers because we were using television puppets television puppetry style but we did not have the luxury of the single camera lens that we as puppeteers Mm -hmm. use to convey the emotions so our faces became a little bit of a subtitle as it were it also became cheaper because we didn't have to dig trenches in a stage so Jason Moore could stage us anywhere we didn't have to worry about safety issues we didn't have to worry about a human cast member falling into a pit yeah. It just mm-hmm. made sense yeah. for the show to yeah. just be done that way. But yeah. that's the stuff that took the figuring out. Not the performance, not the character, not even the puppetry itself. It was, okay, where am I going to look? Am I going to look at Kate or am I going to look out at the audience? And right. I realized early on when we would do developmental readings as the show was being developed was when I looked at, you know, usually we would just look at the music stand because yeah. we'd look, have to yeah. look at the script. Yeah, right. But by then, we'd mm-hmm. all memorize the songs because we'd done them so many times. So I didn't have to look at the music stand. So I started to look at Kate. And a couple things happened. One, I felt very cut off from the audience when I did that. But second, I realized, looking at a puppet, this is the relationship that a ventriloquist has with their character. Yeah. 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 So if I'm looking at Kate, it almost makes you it makes the audience assume this face, my face is going to start talking to this puppet. Yeah. Cuz I'm looking <laughs> at it. And when yeah. is that puppet going to look at my face and start talking back to me? As opposed to if I'm mirroring what the puppet's doing, suddenly I am now supporting visually the yeah. character in every way. Yeah. So I am as much the character as Kate is. I yeah. am not Stephanie DeBruzzo yes. holding yeah. the puppet. I yeah. am truly playing this character. Yeah. And so that exactly. that took figuring out. When I would do scenes with Lucy, where Jen Barnhart was physically manipulating Lucy, and I was holding Kate, but doing both voices. No one told me to do this, but I figured that this would make the most sense. I kept the facial expression of whatever character I was holding. So it meant I had to do a facial expression that was going against what Lucy was doing vocally when I spoke for Lucy. Because yes. I thought, this <laughs> right. is going to make the most sense. If I am truly embodying Kate mm-hmm. right. in this moment physically, my face needs to reflect her, even if I'm yes. speaking. And I'm you know, still moving my lips. I'm not a ventriloquist. Right. But <laughs> right. at least it would make it less confusing and make it seem mm-hmm. like I am still Kate and same thing with Barnhart. At mm-hmm. first, Barnhart was not having any facial expressions until someone in the audience said, well, A, it looks like you're not having a good time, and mm-hmm. B, it just doesn't quite fit. So she started reflecting the character intention with her face, even if she wasn't actively, even when she was right-handing Nikki and Trekkie. Right, right. So that <laughs> it became mm-hmm. a full embodiment of the character in every way. So that's the stuff that took figuring out. But as far as the yeah. performance went, 
I approach everything I do, whether it's me with a puppet, without a puppet, on a stage, on TV, the differences are just in the in the in the physic in the physicality of the medium. You know, you're uh -huh. bigger on a stage, you have to worry about eyeline and continuity in, in television. Um, yeah. but as far as the way you approach a character, that didn't change for me. Yes. A, a character is the character and it's and you, you you deal with the character in front of you for every project uniquely yep. and, and Yeah. Special. Yep. Mm -hmm. But that, again, that's just me. Everybody else has their own techniques. Exactly. It's yeah. not a challenge. Yeah. I know the yeah. people, it's an easy thing. They like to think, oh, what was it like to swear with a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do a puppet show for long enough. In between takes, you play around. We've, yeah. We do yeah. all the things yeah. that everybody does with puppets, and you're playing around, and they're kissing each other, and you're they can do whatever they want to do, you know. You know, yeah. or in be, you, know, uh, yeah. you do a blooper and you swear. We've all done that on mm -hmm. shows, yeah. and we, we have. We know we it's have. not for public have. consumption. And, Matt's and, done and, that quite a bit with somebody. We, we've done, we've done that. We've done that. Yeah. So, so we've yeah. been there. You know, it's 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 not. Uh, it's not that it's so precious. No, but yeah, Avenue Q is amazing. It is. I'm glad yes. you enjoyed it. It is. I, I was I really lucky it. to get to work on it. I re yeah. really fortunate. I, yeah. George Hagley was a part of it as well, which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. yes. He absolutely was. Mm -hmm. And Rick Lyon and Jen Barnhart. And yeah. Dave just yep. we, we were so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Garcia worked on that, and she's uh, gone on, oh, yes. on Fraggle Rock. And, and yeah, yeah had that's right. Great John's people. on the new Fraggle Rock as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I said that with the assumption. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my I asked this one. I know yeah. you would definitely. I yeah. Know. So, so the uh, the year that Avenue Q started, it was a big year. Um, Wicked was all the buzz, uh, mm -hmm. but but somehow you guys snuck it out and won the best musical Tony. What in the world was going through your head? Because Wicked was the like as we said, Wicked was the big deal. Like this was like the show that was. Raving all over, but Avenue Q got it. Avenue yeah, Q well, got sure, the yeah, knock it out. I mean, I was just as surprised as anyone else. Um, I personally really loved Carolina Change that year. I thought that was a great yeah. show. We were really, you know, it was a very strong year for musicals. Um, oh yeah. You know, we were very lucky, but you know, Wicked is still running strong on Broadway, so it's really yeah. not a true measure of whether a show is worthy of running on Broadway or not. Um, and in fact, there are a lot of people now who think Wicked was robbed. And I think at the time, there were a lot of people who were happy for Avenue Q yeah. uh, beating the big fancy show. But now yeah. there are people who are very angry about it and they're angry at me and I didn't do anything. Yeah, you didn't do anything. Um, I think it, the thing is, is, I think that there were people at the time who thought there was this competition between shows and that couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, the Broadway community is pretty supportive of each other and we know that you know a good a good show raises all boats um we got a lot of our audience from people who lost the wicked lottery our yeah. audience uh demographics overlapped with wicked quite a bit we appealed mm. to a very similar demographic so we i saw a lot of wicked hats in our audience um we we love that people came to town to see wicked because then maybe they'd see yes. another show when they were in town and maybe that show would yeah. be Avenue Q. Yeah. So, you know, Boy From Oz was across the street from us and Hugh Jackman yeah. raised so much money for Broadway Cares that year. And we loved, yeah. I mean, we loved being on the same street as 
Hugh yeah. Jackman and, and being, you know, down the block from yeah. or a few blocks away from Wicked and down the block from Taboo and not far yeah. from Carolina Chase. Like the, and Little Shop of Horrors had their yes. um, revival that year. And we just loved being part of that community. So I mm -hmm. don't like when the narrative you know, it's an easy narrative for press that shows get competitive. That's not true. I think all shows want other shows to run and mm -hmm. we want everybody to be successful. Um, obviously shows come and go. That yeah. show has to close yeah. for another show to open. That's the circle of yeah. life. Right. Yep. Yes. Another Broadway show. But mm -hmm. nobody had any ill will at the Tonys and no one said, oh, wow, we got it. That, that wasn't our that wasn't our no. you know reaction yeah. at all it was what we were the little show that could we were just this yep. little thing um and that those voters at that time in history voted for us that's lovely that's yep. lovely um mm. it still is a surprise and not because we weren't good it's just it's always a surprise when anything is recognized yeah yeah yeah. yeah, it's not mm -hmm. false modesty or anything. It's just how how nice. I mean, I was yeah. just happy that we ran it long enough to be on the Tonys. That was not a given. Yeah, no. show opens. No. We could have closed easily in three months if we we were not a big hit at the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. People, it's it's a hard show to describe to people yeah I mean, yeah because we didn't just want to call it a dirty puppet show because that's not what it was it wasn't mm -hmm. just a dirty puppet show mm -hmm. um mm -mm. so we were you know people dragged their friends kicking and screaming saying i i don't i i don't like musicals i don't like puppets don't make me come see this but then they enjoyed the show so yeah i don't know why wow. things succeed and i don't know why things fail uh, I've said yeah, this for a you, long time. Not everything not that is successful fault. and not everything successful right. is good. But an award also does not equate success. Well, it was a nice thing. It was a great thing. Um, yeah. Exactly. But all things considered, you know, we mm -hmm. still going strong and great for yeah. them. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But, but narratives change over the years. It's the same thing with Oscars, you know, uh, the same thing with, with <laughs> Oscars are Emmys coming and out. Oscars. Oh, uh, yeah. It, all, all people can talk about is, well, this film, you know, do you remember what film won Best Picture three years ago? No. 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 Um, what, what really matters is standing the test of time. And I'll tell you something. Getting an award does not make mediocre work better. Yeah. And not getting an award doesn't make bad work, uh, doesn't make good work worse. Yeah. If you don't get an award, yeah, right. that does not negate your good work. And I think we get so caught up in trophies yeah. that mm -hmm. people just assume, oh, well, then you must not have been good enough if you didn't win. Well, there can only ever be one winner. Yeah, right. I mean, look yeah. at Olympians, for heaven's sake. It, yeah. You're going to tell yeah. me that everybody, you know, in the opening ceremonies, when the thousands of athletes march through that arch, that mm -hmm. a fraction of them are going to come home with a medal. Does that negate the athleticism and 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 you know and professionalism and 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 wonderfulness of those pe the, the people who don't meddle of course not yeah but we're flawed flawed humans right. and we like shiny things mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway one one thing i wanted to talk about briefly um i know you were also on a game show yeah that oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, pyramid 
a game yes. show. Yeah, no, it was Pyramid, the Donny Osmond version of Pyramid. Uh, it was during Broadway week, not long after Avenue Q opened in 2003. It was the fall of 03. And um, that was a lot of fun because uh, my husband, Craig Shemin, is a huge game show fan. Mm-hmm. Pyramid nice. is one of our favorite yes. shows. The Me and Clark game version. It's yes. uh, yes. a fun yes. word game to play. So, and we played the home game. I mean, it's a it's a fun game. So, I I was proud of the fact that I knew how to play that game. Unfortunately, they made me play with Kate Monster on my hand. So, ah uh, no, it's hard. To, now, fortunately, <laughs> oh, uh, the end game they let Kate just watch. I still had to have her on, but I can't imagine the pressure of trying to help someone win money and having to puppeteer. It's too much for your brain. Uh, As it was, oh it was challenging gosh. to play Can't in imagine. character. Right. Well, there oh, were, and yes. you know, there were the contestants who were watching oh, in the green room. They were all, that. they're like, oh my God, there's a puppet girl? We don't want to be paired with her. I was very proud. <laughs> Got to the winner's circle three times and won wow. twice. So <laughs> out of the, out of the two it. shows that I did. Um, wow. But it was fun. Uh, but you really do, I mean, that's stressful. I uh, can imagine. You know, ten thousand dollars on the line for someone. That that's that's not that's not nothing. I didn't want to mess up and I still kick myself for the for the guy who I couldn't I couldn't get I lost in the winner's circle on. And then I kick myself for the time I didn't get to the winner's circle. This is this is this nineteen is years again. later and yeah, 19 still, years later. what could I have later. said? <laughs> what could I have done? Yeah. But it was fun, and Donny Osmond was great, and um, Donny's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun to be on a game show. I, I, I think that if my career had gone in a different path, it would have been a lot of fun to be one of those people who shows up on all the game shows. But that's not how it went. But yeah, mm-hmm. would have been fun, and my husband would have loved it. The only bad thing is it meant that uh, he couldn't audition for the show. Right. If I had been right. on it. It meant he could not yeah, right. on it. But. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So, what can you tell us about the show that they're now a part of now, which is called, you know, that you, you mentioned earlier, The Helpsters? Helpsters. Yeah, Helpsters. Helpsters is a lot of fun. Um, I don't know when the next season is uh, coming, but I think it's coming soon. Yeah. Um, it's on Apple TV Plus. <laughs> Marty's excited. Uh, we've had yeah. a great time. Marty is excited. Uh, he's, when he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really fantastic. Oh, yeah, I know when he's not, really I'm not saying when, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We honestly don't know. I don't know when yeah. it's happening. I, Apple knows. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But we, we're we on a need to know basis. And apparently, right now, we don't need to know. We don't. Yeah. So yeah. Right. I mean, right. don't know what to tell right. you. Yeah. Um, but no, we have a good time doing it. And we've had some great guest stars come on the show. Really great comedic people. I see them everywhere now. And I, I think of all our all our Helpsters alumni. Chris Red is killing it, and yeah. and and Zach Cherry and 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 Larry Owens. I see him everywhere, and Kate Micucci and and oh, and, she's and, awesome. Uh, she's the voice of oh Elmo. Scooby Doo now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. well, and I've I I met uh, Kate Micucci a long time ago on the um one of the finale episodes of Scrubs. Um, uh. And oh, she's yeah. just wonderful. We've been in oh, touch yes. for a long time, so it was so great when yes. she came on the show. And Michael Torpy and and yeah. um. Oh my gosh! And then Michael Ian Black and Richard Kind, who I'd met several times before doing he did the show, and we've just had 
Robin Thede. We had we had really great people on our on our first two seasons. So, mm -hmm. um, and Francesca Ramsey. We, we, so There's just really, so many amazing um, people. Yeah, and great people from the world of comedy. So we've got some good people coming up, but I can't say anything about who yeah. they are. Right, right. Really fun people. Sure, it'll be wonderful. Um, can't wait to see. Yeah. I they mean, all get put in some really weird situations, yeah. and they're they've all been game to play with us, which is wonderful. Yeah, I don't have yeah. Apple TV Plus right now, I but it, it has crossed my mind to to subscribe. Yeah, you should. I mean, think about this way: Fraggle Rock, the new Fraggle Rock, is getting season mm -hmm. two. Get, how about you guys get a season three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you know, you just. Uh, I mean, there's some good, and there's some other good shows yeah. on Apple TV Plus that I've yeah. enjoyed as well. Um, and I think there's some new stuff coming up too. Uh, yeah, that that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I've I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed Morning Show. I'm looking forward to seeing Severance. I've enjoyed Central Park, um, yeah. which is good. Um, oh, I've... I really liked Mythic Quest. was a great sh is a great show. I know they've got a couple more seasons. Yeah, um, you know they've been doing a lot of new stuff with the with the Peanuts characters on yeah the yep. yeah as well. Snoopy show yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yep. yeah well and yeah you can see Charlie Brown Christmas whenever you want too yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah great which is amazing yeah. which I actually have a DVD of right. yeah, yeah, I have the DVD I do as well somewhere but yeah we have a good time and we're really lucky that our writers let us play around with the characters a little bit um, I I get to you know sneak in some little improvisations I really got to make Cody my own which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to, for a character who has to be a leader, sometimes it's very hard to figure out how to play the comedy because Cody doesn't really get the funny lines. Yeah. Mm. So rather than saying funny things, I have to say things funny, which mm. is, can be yeah. a bit of a challenge. And, uh, I was lucky that they gave me a little bit of a leash, um, yeah. to really make Cody something that I, I think is special. I hope that other people like her too. It's, it's, it's tricky. It's yeah. a tricky line to ride when you're playing the leader of a lot of really funny, silly characters. Yeah. But yeah. we have mm -hmm. a good time with yeah. each other. Uh, yeah. I, I also, I also really like the, uh, the helpsters help you. Yeah. I love that. I, we shot that in the room I'm sitting in now. Oh, wow. Yeah. During the pandemic. We shot that from home. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Craig, Craig was nice. the camera person and, uh, we set up that green screen and yeah. Um, and just Thank record. You. We were, we were, we were yeah, just press the record. Well, yeah. not quite. We had quite the setup, and uh, it was, it was, it was, it was a fun challenge. But it was nice to be able to to do something, and it was really yeah. great that Apple allowed us to do that. I had, when the Sesame characters were being, when the pandemic first started, Sesame was reaching out and saying, "Oh, we want to do stuff from home." And I said, "Well, I don't yeah. know how much you're going to want to do with Prairie Dawn, but wouldn't it be great if I could do something with Cody?" And Ben Lehman talked to Tim Macchion, and Tim Macchion talked to Apple, and presto, we had Helpsters Help You in, in, in a matter of weeks. It, would, it happened really fast, and we were really lucky uh, mm -hmm. that, that yeah. you know, we could feel like we could do something. Yeah. It was a challenge. It's a challenge to work from home, but it was fun. I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of challenging, was it typical yes. or challenging assuming roles of characters from past puppeteers? Oh, oh, you mean taking over Prairie? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Pretty I mean, much. That's the only one I've done. That's the only yeah. character I've adopted. Uh, you know, I love Prairie and anything to, uh, to to help keep her going, I, I want to do. And, and that, that Fran, it, it was nice that Fran was a part of that process. For that, so long. That, uh, she sort of had, that I got her blessing 
as it yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I love playing around with Prairie whenever I can. I know I don't sound exactly like Prairie. I just try to do whatever I can do to make it as close to the Prairie we yeah. all know and love as possible. Uh, and, yes. And, mm-hmm. and the magic happened. Try. Yeah. But yeah, Fran is uh, Fran is great, and I was uh, the last thing that Fran did as Prairie was you know was a, that big um, that Cookie Museum mystery project, the Great Cookie Heist project. That oh uh, yeah, that special oh, yeah. Movie with Rachel Dratch, and that was I mean Prairie had been huge, and Prairie hadn't really been on for a while, so I got to be there. You know, for Fran, we knew Fran was retiring. She knew she was leaving. She had her last official day, you know, mm-hmm. actually having performed Prairie, which not everybody obviously has. So it was, um, so it was nice to sort of, now I didn't know I was playing her yet. The auditions hadn't happened yet, but it was nice to see that Fran was okay with it. You mm-hmm. know, that it was her yeah. choice. No one was forcing anybody out. So it is, it's just, but I just love Prairie. Yes, yeah, she, she, she was actually a part of the recent um, Sesame Street Galaxy Con. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that, was, yes. that was amazing to watch. That was really yes. fun. Yeah, that it's was just, a fun yeah. panel. Seeing, and, and, and yeah, seeing Kevin and Carp- Oscar, Frank, and all of them again, like mm-hmm. together again. I mean Roscoe. Yeah, Roscoe. Yeah, and, and, and Bob. You, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Gonna be a part of it one day. Really amazing. Me. Really amazing. <laughs> Hopefully I don't you know. Are. I just I I don't I don't know about that, but um, Do I'm just happy to have a job, and I'm happy to have my health insurance, and that's <laughs> yeah. really all an actor can ask for. Yeah, there you go. yeah. To make a living <laughs> doing bad. something you enjoy and do it enough yep. so you can earn your health insurance. I mean, there you go. <laughs> that's that's not, and that's not nothing. I may never right. be. I may never be anybody's favorite. I may never have yeah. most popular characters. I may never even have a big character, but I've managed to make a living in this little corner of the business. And I'm, I know a lot of people who are far more talented than I am, who have not had the same opportunities that I've had, whether yep. they're working on stage or whether they're working in non puppetry television or voiceover. There are so many talented people in this industry who just, there are only so many jobs yeah. and it's not because yeah. they're not good. It's just right. for whatever reason. So I count myself very fortunate and I know that it's not a given. I know that it's not uh, something that will necessarily last forever. So I, I, yeah. I'm grateful for every day I get to do it. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. So what do you find to be like the main differences between say acting with the puppet and like acting on stage. I have an IQ. You can yeah. brush your hair out of your face. <laughs> if you don't have a puppet on. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. can pick up a prop and you don't have to worry about rigging it. Avenue yeah. Q is a different story, but I mean, the shows that I've done without a puppet on stage, yeah. You don't have to worry about a lot of things. I mean, puppetry is not easy. It's just something you, you, even when it's second nature, you still have to think about it. You still have to think about your technique. So when I sing Fine, Fine Line, not in context of the show and without the puppet, I sing it differently. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm not singing it as Kate. I don't sing it in the character voice. And I'm singing it as a standalone song. So it sounds different. Kate doesn't belt those high notes. I do belt those high notes. It's different. Uh, Not better, not worse, just different. 
Um, When I'm doing, when I did I Love You Because, which was an off-Broadway show I did after Avenue Q, different role, different show. I changed costumes. I mean, sometimes it's those little things. Uh, It just depends on the role. You know, I only played one role as opposed to Avenue Q, where it was multiple roles. So I Mm -hmm. enjoy the opportunities to perform in any regard. But yeah, the biggest difference is really little things like costumes and shoes and being able to brush the hair out of your face and where you wear your microphone. And um, it's those little things. I know it's not a really fun answer, but it's sometimes answers are boring. (laughs) every every answer can be you know it's an answer nonetheless yeah but it's my it's my truth you know (laughs) yeah truth might not be exciting but it's my truth yeah Mm -hmm. everyone has a different answer so there you go yeah Yeah. everybody has a different answer yeah and uh did learning about puppetry and acting or did puppetry and acting as a whole like influence how you look at yourself as a person no I think puppetry is just something that I do. Uh, and I know how lucky I am to do it. I'm lucky to be part of that world. Now, where it has affected me are all the people that I've gotten to meet because I'm a puppeteer. So the Jerry right. Nelsons and the Carol Spinneys and the Emilio Delgados yeah. of the world and the, you know, the Sonia Manzanos and the Bob McGraths, those people who I can call my friends are very special to me. The Matt Vogels oh, yeah. and the Eric Jacobsons and Matt all Moore of them. And, and then oh, the Ryan yeah. Dillons it's, and you know, all those, all so those wonderful, wonderful people. people. Um, they're in yes. my life, and I'm so grateful that they're in my life because I do that. But the actual right. act of being a puppeteer, as opposed to any other career path I might have chosen, you still do it. Yeah. Well, it's just you just gotta get used to it. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's just who I am as a yeah. person. Um, I like to think that puppetry is just one element of who I am as a person. Yeah. Yes. They're all right. more yes, than one definitely. Thing. I am many things, and a puppeteer is just one of them. So I'm lucky that these are people that I've gotten to learn from and interact with and be friends with. But if I was a puppeteer and didn't know those people, I don't know that that would necessarily change me. It might change my experiences that might, you know, have a ripple effect. But right. no, yeah. I, I will always have my same insecurities, no matter what I've done, whether yeah. I succeeded or failed as Mm -hmm. a performer, I will Mm -hmm. always have my insecurities. I will always have my regrets or things I wish I'd done differently. I will always have my relationship with food. I will always have the way I watch a movie. I will, you know, there there are things about me that have nothing to do with what I do for a living. Um, But what I'm grateful for is the people that puppetry has brought me to. Right. So Absolutely. And, and if they the have informed me in any way, then that's different than the puppetry actually informing me. I mean, yes. I suppose in one way, yes, I guess when you're a puppeteer, you get used to being on the ground mm-hmm. and you get used to being uh, yeah. treated a little differently as a performer. But yeah. I think I think everybody's got that to some degree. Dealing with the stigma of being a puppeteer in preschool television I mean, comic actors have the stigma of being a comic actor and they want to do drama. Soap actors have the stigma of being a soap actor. You know, people who want to edit, uh, people who are editors who want to be directors, people who are who are uh, gaffers who want to be art directors. There's there's so many people who 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 are more than one thing, who can do more than one thing. 
so they're dealing with the way people define them. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. think that puppetry's made me who I am, but it's made my life great. I bet. So I can't yeah. complain about that. So before I go to the last sub questions, I'm going to ask this briefly. So I know you are a part of something for Sesame Street, which we're part of the collaboration, which which is for a song that a band called REM did, which is called Yes, called okay, for, for Happy Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about at first. I, I love how yeah. you call it a collaboration. I just got to <laughs> sing. Yeah. I didn't call. I yeah. didn't write the lyric. Chris Surf wrote those lyrics. We'll get I him didn't on. get yeah. to write the lyrics. I she, didn't have any him. input on anything. <laughs> I just got the game. Puppeteering either. She, exactly. to do the, that's right. I didn't get to do the puppeteering either. That's right. And I wish I did, but that was not my choice. See, you know what's funny? When I first heard like Sesame Street's version of that song, I legitimately thought that that female singer was. The same person who sang it in the original song. You thought that was Kate Pearson? Song. That's <laughs> yes. very flattering. I think I could have done better. I had a bad... I was coming down with a cold when I when I recorded that, and I always feel like it could have been better. It could have been better. It was just the best I could do at the time, yeah. so that's very flattering right. that you say that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. I was Matt, very I lucky, um, not just lucky to get to do it, to actually do it in the room with Michael Stipe and Mike Mills. Um, yeah. Normally, you would, I would have recorded this on my own. And they would have put their vocals in after the fact. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. We all sang it together. And Dave Connor, the late great Dave Connor, was right there with us. And I can't believe still that I was in the same room, surrounded by, you know, we were, we were divided by these um, sound walls. So we weren't standing right next to each other, but I could see them through these little plexiglass windows in the sound walls. And wow, that was... Um... But again, I was on antihistamines, so I was so nervous about getting it right and not sounding terrible that I, I couldn't really take in, take it all in. Um, and I didn't gush enough to them because I was a big fan. But yeah. Um, yeah. I yes. wanted to play it cool. And they were yeah. great. They were yeah. so great. I just, yeah. oh. I and still, the fact that that's still, that's 24 years ago, and that's still one of the highlights of my N career. 1998. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and yeah. also, the thing that they, they did, which I already actually met, we actually talked about before, before we're doing this, it, you're, you're part of the, you know, sitting part of the being puppeteers for, for the Oinky Sisters. Oinker oh, sisters. Oinker yeah. sisters. Did get to do yes, Oinker Sisters very briefly. Uh, we yes. did the Nathan Lane sing insert, and in one, oh, of, the yes. Elmo's okay. and in one of the Elmo's worlds, I did get to be an yeah. Oinker sister for a hot second. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. And mm -hmm. something cool. And I know Chris has a video. You did an episode of Elmo's World, which was the books episode. Yeah, yeah. Right, where I was a chicken. Yeah, right. Yes. I think yeah. Let it come in at the end and sing mm. book, 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 book. Yeah, there, book, 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 book. there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Old yeah. school right media. Yep. Physical and, and, VHS and, and media. And Crouchland. Yep. And Elmo yep. and Crouchland. Which and I, I was yeah, like very, also too. very lucky to do. Yes. With, with Mr. Yes. Randy Patinkin. So yeah. now we're getting uh, close to wrapping up. So do you have any advice at all for people who want to get into puppeteering or acting? 
And Matt, you can give your advice on the puppeteering thing. Oh, I think the technicalities, lip sync is very important. Uh, every single syllable. Yep, every single one. Um, and really just character development. Um, you got to develop the characters. I mean, you may not build the puppets, but you're you the one performing the them. You, you develop them, and who knows, you know? Might be something magical. Yeah. yeah. Just like you and Marty. Ah, <laughs> oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What about no, you, Stephanie? That's, that's all pretty good. Yeah. No, I guess I speak more in generalities about it. I just, you know, don't be afraid to do something different. Don't think of puppets as being so precious that you can't do something outrageous and fun. Um, yeah. Challenge yourself. Yes, definitely challenge yourself. Just, just, just be who you are. Definitely. Very, very the way that character moves high. and walks and give it highs and lows. Decide whether that character is going to be quiet. And sometimes still is also very nice. I think everybody likes to think that bold is all oh, big and wild and crazy. And sometimes being small and deadpan is also a lot of fun. I yeah. discovered mm. how wonderful, how wonderfully deadpan puppets could be when I was in college. And that changed a yeah. lot for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Play with everything a puppet can do. Reaction yep. time, listening. Listening is one of the most important things uh, a puppet character can do. But yeah. also, just as a performer, show yeah. up on time. Your yes. call time is not the time you arrive. It's the time you're ready to work. Be prepared. Yeah. If someone says you have to be off book at this time, you memorize your scripts, then do that. Be pre mm -hmm. And if you're not, you know, we don't always memorize our scripts at Sesame Street, but yes. at least... Look at them. Don't read them cold. Think about, have a plan, and be prepared to change that plan. Yeah. That's something we teach on Sesame Street, but, but man, it really applies to life, too. Have a plan, but be ready to change it. Have a voice in mind, but be ready to change that voice. Have intention. Work with intent. Don't just read the words. Remember that it's a performance, and that it has to make this thing that's not alive seem like it has a beating heart and breathing lungs and a thinking brain, even if uh, even if its eyes don't blink, even if there's nothing funny about it, even if it just has one line, even if it has no lines. Yeah. Make it mean something. Have intent. There's you're going to walk across the screen. You're going to walk across the screen. Go someplace. Have intention of where you're going to go. Um, are you yeah. going to walk slow? Or are you going to walk fast? Are you going to roller skate? Are you going to be depressed? Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be in a hurry? Are you going to be taking your time? So many options. Don't get so bogged down by those choices that you're in that you, you know, get frozen by the decision. Mm -hmm. Make yeah. choices and don't be afraid to fail. I think that's yes. a big thing too. Yeah, that's why, especially in theater, that's what the rehearsal process is for. And I need oh, yeah. to remember that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be right on first thing. Learn yeah, the right. song. Learn yeah, the, the notes. Script. Learn the words. Then yep. play. And it doesn't have to be the right choice every time. Mm -hmm. That's what rehearsal is for. Get to yeah, it, you yeah, don't I, always I, have that time in television. Yeah, so you have to was, work a little faster with puppetry. Yeah I've, seen, yeah, I've seen and heard some interviews with actors who get asked the same question. They say that, you know, <laughs> usually it's not the acting part that's the, you know, that's difficult. It's hearing no and, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I did, yeah, play, yeah. I did a school yeah. play a long time ago. I played Great Big Little Panther and Peter Pan. Memorize the script is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Know your yeah. cues. Don't get so yeah. 
bogged down by being on your don't don't ever be on your phone backstage. Yeah, no. that didn't exist when I was in school, but you'd be surprised people do, and they miss entrances. Um, yep, be fully present, and and, and, and be considerate then. of your fellow performers too. Oh yeah, you know, listen, yeah. don't and upstage improve. them, and remember, you may not always get the laugh. You know, the most important thing about our human cast on Sesame Street is sometimes they get short shrift, you know, because the Muppets get so much attention. But really, the hu it's the humans that make those characters really feel like they're alive because they believe at home. in those characters. Yeah. yeah. It's the human cast go. who believes in the, in the reality of our characters. Mm -hmm. And that's important when you have a scene partner. You have to yes. believe in them and they have to believe in you. You are all in this together. Whether mm -hmm. you have one line or all the lines. Yes. And I don't yes. like the hierarchies that happen. Be nice to your crew. Your crew is so important. Nobody oh, yeah. is lesser yeah. than anybody else. Yes. The chorus, exactly. the band, the people who are giving out the programs, everybody. Catering. Yeah. Somebody don't, other yeah, too. Don't be Catering. a diva. Don't yeah. be a diva. Mm -hmm. There's yeah, no reason it. to be a diva ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. Yeah, and, and really appreciate the specialized work that, that the people on your crew do. Because I can't do it. So, do you have any words to say to your fans, fans of your work, like Sesame, Bookapoo, Avenue Q? Any of it. Ton of yeah. things. I don't really tend to think about the fact that I have them just because I I can't fathom that. I just do the work, and I, if people like it, that's really nice, but I don't think about, like, fans. It's just weird to think about. It's lovely that you all love it, and it's really nice to hear. I just don't don't really think about oh my fans no um <laughs> i just thank you for liking what i do and i hope that i do things that you continue to like I, and you know I mean, i'm sorry for the things that you might not like it's fine <laughs> where can people find you on like social medias and that right now i'm only on twitter debruzo tweets oh, uh, that's it that's my compromise so nelson no this podcast, you know, it's Jake's Hype Nostalgia Show, and, and, and it's very important that what we, what we talk about nostalgia and everything, which, what, which I'm glad what the show is about. Um, well, and it's great for this last question to be, be that question. Yeah, it started well, since episode what, 21. What do, you think, what, do, what do you think that defines nostalgia to you? I think that nostalgia is something you remember from a time in your life yeah. that was nice. Good point. Nostalgia yeah. is something, it, it, nostalgia is a feeling you get when you're watching something that's familiar and pleasant and that makes you happy. Yes. And that's the you best. You saw the talk about you'll be cherished those memories forever. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to do just with childhood either. It's just anything right. that, yeah. anything right. that you remember yeah. that evokes a nicer time for you. I, you know, I can't say that uh, I had the greatest childhood, but I remembered liking the things that I liked back then. And when I see them and get nostalgic for them, it's because yeah. those things made me happy then. Yeah. And they continue to make me happy now. It's not for me. It's not so much, oh, I think about when I was a kid and blah, blah, blah. It's not so yeah. much that. It's just that oh, wow, this is something that I remember and I remember really liking then and I still like it now. Or mm -hmm. this was something that I re remember really liking and I remember it and it's terrible now. 
oh, it was, why did I ever like it? This is awful. But, oh, isn't it fun to remember? There's that element of nostalgia, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah some things that you remember, you just remember remembering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I often wonder about when nostalgia happened. Because I think yeah. for a long time there wasn't a lot to be right. nostalgic about. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know yeah. if before movable type there were people who were nostalgic for, you know, if there were monks nostalgic for transcribing the Bible. Yeah, I think that, that nostalgia a... I think nostalgia is a relatively recent and by recent I mean the last few hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but things mm -hmm. always seem simpler in hindsight. They weren't. You were just younger and you didn't know as much. I think yeah. things always get more complicated the more that winds up in here. Exactly. And that's not yeah. necessarily yes. a bad thing. It just means you have more to filter through. But yeah, yep. nostalgia is good stuff that made you feel good then. But it's all about the remembrance. That's yeah, familiar absolutely. to me. Yeah, I've definitely. seen this a million times. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I talked about this in a previous interview that we did. Um, mm -hmm. But one one thing that's definitely nostalgic to me besides, like, you know, all the stuff I grew up with is, uh, you know, just spending time with, like, certain family members that yeah. I mm -hmm. haven't yeah. seen in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. Yes. That's yeah, awesome. when people are special to you. And that's really lovely when you can have that. Looking back at old pictures. Yeah. And feeling nostalgic either for a for a home you used to live in or a time or a friend that you had yeah. or a grandparent. Um, yeah. Now, nostalgia can mean a lot of things. But I think nostalgia has um, sort of co-opted or pop culture has co-opted nostalgia a bit. And when people think of things that make them nostalgic... Pop culture has a lot to do with it now. Yeah, yeah and I'm, because we grow up surrounded yeah. by it. And I mean, in the last like hundred years, why. popular yeah. culture has really driven the conversation. And, and that's probably it, the main reason why nowadays we have all these reboots and all these different sure. things are coming back. Sure. Mm -hmm. well, because there's things that we grew up with and they want to introduce them to mm -hmm. new audience, a new, new audience, generation. while like keeping that same. Yeah. Trying to keep that same magic alive for the people who grew yes. up with it back then. But yes, familiarity yeah, is is comforting. Yeah. You know, some almost like when you're sick and you have chicken soup that your mom used to make for you. There's a comfort in something familiar. There's a yeah. comfort in something you know. Or if you eat the same, you know, I can rely on this peanut butter and jelly sandwich to make me feel good. I can rely on these Oreos because they're mm -hmm. always going to be the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing about yeah. reboots is, true. you know, like with Avenue Q, it was a very hard show to describe to people. Mm -hmm. But when you do a reboot yeah. of something, that's already baked in. You know, if you say we're rebooting, yeah. we're rebooting, um, sorry, uh, sorry, we're rebooting Full House. Well, yeah, you've they're, seen they're, Full House, you know what that is. It's about just going to be a new version of it. Yeah. So a lot of that explanation is already there. But, mm, yeah. um, but I like that there's room for really good new stuff too. Yeah. Oh man, I yep. like on behalf of everyone. Like I cannot thank you. Yeah, enough. thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Matt, You're Matt, welcome. I, it has so been an absolute time, blast. Yes. I've had fun too. Thanks yes. for thanks for all the great questions, and uh, yes. I'm really glad you've enjoyed thanks. the stuff I've worked on over the years. Mm -hmm. And our yeah, puppets in the back, I'm sure, have yes. enjoyed yeah, your time as well. Yeah, right. Okay, you're gonna have to introduce <laughs> the others to me. Mortimer. Yeah. Mortimer. Mortimer's the blue one right here. 
Okay. Mine's and simple. His name's just Puppet Chris. And that's Bean. I like it. Yes. Yeah, Bean Rock. Nice. There you are, Bean. Bean's like Bean. Bean's in Mortimer. Yeah, Bean's one of the Good. Yep. Great. Full house. They're yeah. all Literally. fantastic. We're going to make, make a full house with puppets. Yeah. I, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Pu- Puppet Chris yeah. is interesting. I got him from one of those old uh, Muppet kits yeah. that they used to sell at Toys R Us back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. those are great. Yeah, me and my yeah, me and love Matt and that they came got out of Amazon. Probably yeah. like 10, 11 years ago now, which is crazy. Oh my god! Oh my yeah, god. you have that long? Yeah, that's, that's why I have to build my own. They didn't already. those those puppets like that didn't exist, you know. Yeah. 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah. I'm very glad that, it, like, in addition to, like, puppetry, we also had a chance to talk about nostalgia and things. Yeah. That and that's you, why, what, what the show is like, yeah. about. Rock, which, you know? It's yeah. fun yeah. to talk about nostalgia. It is. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff out there. Just and if kinda, anyone out there hasn't seen it, it's a lot of that stuff's available. So makes you think about simpler, easier times. Simpler times. Yeah. Thank you to all our viewers and listeners for, you know, Supporting us supporting and, for, and, and yeah, appreciate for continuing support in the future and can we what yeah. you guys will see for for the future episodes. But anyway, thank you all so much for watching. Hope you all enjoyed, which we appreciate so much. And glad for from me all doing of, this of us here. Yes. From all of us here, you are worth it. Yep. Stay, nostalgic. stay nostalgic. Stay nostalgic. And you are worth it. Rest your day and see you all in the next episode. Bye everyone. Bye. 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 And from the puppets. Yeah, yeah, and, and us too. No, I'm not bringing him out. <laughs> yeah. He's asleep. Out next interview. He, he's, just, he's just done. He's just done. Yeah. He's asleep. Well, Thanks, so everyone. Long, everybody. For all of us, see ya. You're worth it. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. See you next time on another episode of Jake's Happiness Talk Show. Be sure to follow us on social media and stream us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Bye-bye. This episode is dedicated to a wonderful actor and singer who we very recently lost, Emilio Delgado, also known as Luis on Sesame Street. You will be missed by all.